Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. All right. The time has come. The time has come for the number one podcast. The number one episode of the baseball isn't boring podcast for the year of 2023 as i've spoken about in the intros throughout our list we officially made it to number one at number 10 we had the guy john gibbons the one of the greatest characters in coaching who's now returned to coaching as the mets bench coach talking about baseball brawls right after that tim anderson jose ramirez brawl we had him on and he recapped that that Jose Batista Rugnet Odor brawl that everybody knows and loves and what happened within his mind and what he did during that moment. Because as it turns out, he was actually ejected before that brawl happened and he managed to make his way back on the field. At number nine, we have our player MVP. I've said it once and I'll say it a million times of this season, Kenley Jansen. Whenever we needed a guy to come on the pod and talk about seemingly anything, he was the guy we went to. He is so easy to talk to. He really gives his full opinion. He never, you know, he never, uh, you know, talks around anything. You know, he never tries to hide anything. He gives what he's feeling on his heart every time he comes on. And that's why it's such a great list. And that's why it's number nine on my list. Number nine is Kenley Jansen. At number eight, I had Big Poppy. You can't go wrong with Big Poppy. Big Poppy is the guy. He's the white whale that every podcast on the planet especially in baseball wants to have on he was so great he was talking about Mookie Betts's return 
his his experience with Mookie Betts as a teammate. And there was even a cameo for Mookie Betts in there, which gave our podcast so much free marketing that you can't go wrong. So we all we got big poppy on the pod in one day, and we also got a ton of free marketing from Nesson and from every other camera that was there that day recording that recording that podcast. So that was really an awesome moment. At number seven, we got Mariners president of baseball operations, Jerry DePoto, breaking down the behind the scenes of the trade deadline. Now, if you're a baseball nerd like I am, this is peak podcasting because not only does he talk about past trades, but he talks about their current situation and what he looks for in a trade along with how trades even come about, you know, like how does one team interact with another team to let them know, Hey, we're interested in Juan Soto, you know, we're interested in Tyler Glass now. Well, he gets into that and it's really an awesome look behind the scenes at an active GM during the trade deadline. At number six, we had Zach Scott, who is currently very active on social media. Follow him on Twitter at Zach Scott sports. He gives such an awesome behind the scenes look at his moves with the Mets you know, he breaks down with his new with his new firm, with his new firm that works with the Texas Rangers. You know, he gives them the analytics that they need. And he talks about Brian Cashman's statements on analytics and how it compares to the numbers he has in-house for their analytics staff. And he talks about so many other things. He talks about his time with the Red Sox when he was their analytics guru. So it's really a great listen. I think you should listen to it. And that's why I put it at number six. At number five, we have the the man, the myth, the legend, the BIB manager of the year, Tori Lovello, talking about the secrets to getting a team to believe before it truly wins. This happened, I believe it was midseason, because I know we've had Tori on many times. This one was midseason, right smack dab in the middle of the year, when the team was really showing signs of life, and Brad Foe went up to him and said, hey, what's the secrets to winning? And he gives us the insight, and guess what? They end up going to the World Series. So clearly... This guy knows what it means to win. He was a great interview. That's a number five. Go check that out if you haven't. At number four, we have Dennis Eckersley. He's back. He's talking about his retirement. He's talking about the rule changes. This was the first interview I believe he had since retiring from the booth. And it was really an interesting view of the game through his eyes because obviously he was one of the greatest um, color commentators of all time, especially in Red Sox world. So he was number four. That was a great podcast. At number three, you can't go wrong with this guy as well. Just like Big Poppy, this guy is a once-in-a-lifetime character. He's a generational talent when it comes to being a great person to talk to, and that's Dustin Bedroya. We had him on to talk about Terry Francona's retirement as a manager from the Guardians, the longtime Red Sox manager, and he gives us story after story, joke after joke, and it's such a great listen. You really don't want to miss this one. That was great. That's why I had to put it at number three. I had to put it in that top tier, no doubt about it. At number two on my top 10 episodes of 2023, it was Kyle Snyder. It's the Rays pitching guru. It's Mr. Rays pitching lab. It's the Rays pitching coach, Kyle Snyder. And not only does he tell us what the Rays do, but he really goes in depth as to how he helps these players get their best potential out of them. He talks about the Robert Stevensons. He talks about the Jake Deakmans. You know, this was a little while ago, so he didn't have time. To, he didn't talk about Tyler Glass now at the time, but he'll definitely, you know, in the future when we have him on, he'll talk about how he made Ryan Pepio into maybe even a better pitcher than Tyler Glass now ends up being with the Dodgers. So it's really an interesting perspective. It really gives you the insight as to what the Rays way is, and it's a no doubt listen. However, for number one, 
there was only one that I could put at number one, and it's because it got our podcast more attention than anything else in the history of our podcast, and that is Matt Strom's interview about serving concessions with the sped-up games, you know, serving drinks until the seventh inning when the seventh through the ninth inning nowadays can only take, you know, half an hour. So this blew up. This went all over. This was on TMZ. This was on ESPN. This was on every single news outlet you can think of. This story was on it. This brought so much free marketing to our podcast. We're so grateful for Matt. This was amazing. This was actually, you know, this this was something that people would listen to it if they didn't like what they heard, and people would listen to it if they did like what they heard. So Matt Strom, you can't go wrong with this guy. He's a legend when it comes to podcasts. We love his hot takes. We'll always accept his hot takes. And this podcast is the number one podcast of the year. One, because Matt Strom is a very smart guy, and he gives insights on the balls and why You know, all the balls are different, something that you might never know as a fan or even notice as a fan. And then, of course, he gives the most noteworthy thing to come out of the podcast this year, which is the beer sales after the seventh inning. When we want to talk to the hottest pitchers in baseball, they come to the Baseball and Boring podcast. And today, right now, as we sit here, Matt Strom. Friend of the program. What's going on? Not much, not much. How you been? Good. I've been really, really good, but not as good as you. Congratulations on everything and and uh so we get some things to pick through since we last talked, which last well, I guess the last time we talked to the podcast it was January, so we got there was a lot obviously a lot going on since then. Yeah. You you've you've actually got Phillies gear now. You probably uh you right? I mean you wear all all you do is wear Phillies gear. You don't have to do the uh, I got the Padres gear, I got the Red Sox gear. All you have is Phillies gear. Yep, yep. Just it's a locker full of, of red. <laughs> there you go. So, so Matt, let's talk about pitching. Let's talk about the art of pitching. Yeah. Right, so, I have you as we've landed here. Are you have you finally landed as a starting pitcher? Do you think? Um, I I mean, again, I'm a I'm a pitcher. I think. Uh, I think I've shown everyone I can do it all. Um, and again, it's just, I want to, I want to pitch in whatever role is going to help that team. And I mean, right now we need a starter and that's, that's where they have me. And I mean, once, once Ranger or Painter or whoever gets healthy and is able to contribute, um, you know, I just, I'll do whatever role they need me to do. But uh, I think I've proven to people that I can, I can pitch in high leverage situations and I can also start, um, you know, I'm just, again, I like, I love pitching and I just want pitch that's a very good answer i like that <laughs> but at the same time it's like it must you're right i mean you you've said it very well that you've proven that you can do a lot of different things that you can you can pitch in high leverage situations you can start and everything else but as we sit here you know you also you have proven that you can be a starting pitcher which is a thing which is like yeah. not everybody can say that like people can say i want to be a starting pitcher but when yeah. you because it's different right it's just it's you have to get you, the in-between starts the 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 number of pitches that you have to throw the game planning all of that it's different yeah no doubt no doubt and uh you know that's i mean that's what i've always said i love i love 
I love both of them. That you can't you can't replicate the adrenaline rush of that phone ringing in the bullpen when the bases are loaded and you got a two run lead. You just can't replicate that. But you also can't replicate, uh, you know, that t- towing the rubber and trying to stick it to guys three times through the lineup. Uh, <laughs> you know that that definitely is something that. I crave, I guess, so to speak, from a competitive standpoint is, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's easy to get them out once because, I mean, they are big league hitters, but it's it's a task to get them out two or three times and that, you know, it's it, it feels good to hang your hat on it going home knowing knowing you got someone two or three times and, um, you know, it's 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 a long season, so I got, I got a lot left to do, but uh, I think, uh, again, it just goes down. I think I've proven that I can do whatever whatever a team needs me to do. So, as we, you're right, it's a long season, but we de- deal in the here and the now. So, I mean, that's <laughs> you're only as good as your last. Right, after, right, right. We're only as good as our last podcast. I mean, that's yeah, that's exactly. that's how. And fortunately, every time you're on, we're really, really good. Um, yeah. So, but when so when you're going through that, like for instance, your most recent start, when you're going through that. Do you feel like okay? You know what? I'm 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 getting the hang of it because there is a learning curve. There is a process. There is different. You know, in terms of not having the the adrenaline of having the phone ring and having to get three guys and calling it a day. As you're going through that start, do you figure like, hey, you know what? All right, I can maneuver this. I can I can do I can live this sort of life as a starter and manage it. Yeah, I, I mean. No doubt. Uh, Again, for... I think I work better when I'm not thinking, so I try not to stress about it. And something I learned back in 2019 when I was a starter, I started off real slow, and I was I was overthinking things, trying to figure out how to maneuver myself through the lineup. But you can't get through the lineup until you get the first guy. Yeah. And then you can't get to the third guy until you get the second guy. So for me, it's just eliminating the thought of what's ahead and just take care of the now and uh then i mean it'll all kind of fall into place um you know i think i think uh us as pitchers we look too much into scouting reports um i've always had the feeling that they should be scouting me i don't really need to scout them i'm gonna fight fire with fire anyways if they hit fastballs in i throw fastballs in that's my bread and butter is getting in under the hands whether you're left or right-handed so you know i'm I mean, again, it's it's no secret. I've, I've said it. And I'm going to pitch the way Matt Strom pitches. I'm not going to pitch to how, I don't know, Aaron Judge swings, you know. It's just uh, uh, not how I compete as a competitor. And I think my best pitch is the one with the most conviction behind it in that spot. So it's whatever, whatever is giving me that tingly feeling is what I'm going to throw. <laughs> I, by the way, I love that because I've seen more pitchers get in trouble trying to do the exact opposite, which is. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and that's again that goes back to 2019. I was like, as a starter, I was I I felt like I was looking at the scouting reports way too much. And when you dig into those analytics and you start looking at all the heat maps and all this stuff, it's like, dang, every hitter looks like Babe Ruth, and my my room for error is is minimal. So you know, I just I kind of got away from looking at all that stuff. I have my few tidbits that I like. I like to know how aggressive they are early in counts. I like to know what they chase up or down, and then you know it's. 
what what I can use to get back into count. So that's just kind of what I focus on. And again, just whatever pitch has the most conviction, that's what I'm going with. Well, you know, it's interesting because it's two different things. It's it's the list going through the scouting report for that game, and then it's baseball. Like I, I without mentioning names, I've seen pitchers say, be told, "Well, this isn't how baseball's going." In other words, back a few years ago, oh, you can't throw a two seamer. Everybody throwing four seamers, you know, right. or you can't, or you know, and now it's it's oh, you got to have a sleeper of a slider. You can't have a slider that has, uh, or or you can't throw a fork ball because oh, it's going to hurt your, you know, this this is there's a lot of I can't, you can't, you can't, you can't because this is how baseball is. But if you do something well, why don't you just keep doing it? Exactly, exactly. And to, to to go off that, I can't. I always, whenever a pitcher, whenever I'm talking to a teammate or something, and they say I can't. I say you can't or you won't. Hmm. Because yeah. there, there's a big difference of you can't and won't. Because I, I mean, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the word can't. I'll figure it out one way or another. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did, and, and so when you go into these starts, like you said, you've had the experience of okay, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to have this tidal wave of information paralyze me. I'm going to go in. I'm going to rely. I know what I want to do. Do you let the catcher call the game? Do you? I don't even know. Are you using the reverse pitch com thing? Like, how does that work? No, I mean, I, again, I rely heavy on my catchers, but, um, you know, I, I communicate with them from the get-go of spring, like, hey, this is what I like to do. I always tell them, when in doubt, if you don't know, just fastball in. <laughs> like, if, you, if you're questioning what you want to do, I want to throw a fastball in. So, uh, you know, it's I've, I, I think in my... I don't know, my 10 innings this year, I think I, I've shook off once, hmm. and it was just because I felt like throwing a heater. And it was, that, was, that was it. There was no rhyme or reason of why I wanted to throw a heater other than I just wanted to. And so otherwise, I mean, I've relied on Stubby quite a bit, and, uh, you know, it's it's worked out great. So along those lines, you know, you're, you're our rules expert, our um... – you're our guy. You're our, our, and you're first of all, congratulations on being a published author. Um, <laughs> of, I got to get you the, your book. Uh, part of, uh, a member, a member of the family in a damn near perfect game. The book, but um, you know, and, and the reason why you're in that book, honestly, Matt, is like you're great to talk to about the state of baseball. Like the whole book is about that's what it's about, and and you're you're great to talk. And we've talked about when the when the news came down, the rules are changing, and so forth and so on, and I checked in with you different times so now as we sit here i have to check in with you again so what's your what's your take on how everything's unfolding um the i mean as far as the shift and the bases i mean i'm all i'm all for it i love action in baseball um again i just Baseball is a beautiful game where it, it starts and stops with the pitcher. And um, I, I just, the clock, again, it's here to stay. It is what it is. I'll adapt to it. But as a fan of baseball, I don't like it. Um, and even as a player, I mean, it feels like we're playing more so basketball than baseball. You know, it's just constant up and down. You see these outfielders when they're going to have to lead off an inning. It's a straight sprint in from left or right field for them to get to the on-deck circle. And most of them aren't even getting practice swing before they have to get in the box but uh, you know and I mean the thing with the clock that I think is gonna 
that worries me the most is injuries for players. Mm. Uh, you know, this is a max effort sport is what it's turned into. And, you know, when you're doing max effort stuff, your recovery time is important. And now we got a clock on it. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of worried for July and August to see if the injuries pile up on pitchers with this clock. But, again, it's... It is what it is, and we'll we'll make do with it. But for for a baseball fan, at least in my opinion, it's it's not the right way to go about it. But mm-hmm. How, so I mean, no, but I mean, listen. I mean, you have you always bring up points which I honestly either haven't thought about or haven't thought about enough and sort of the in the injuries and the the rushing of the game and you know you mentioned warming up for instance um you know, I talked to Kenley Jansen about this. About he's he he was obviously the slowest pitcher in the game, and now he's had to adjust. And one of the things he's done in adjusting is is throwing a ton of pitches in the bullpen, and then basically throwing three when you get out there, like th- little things like that. And and by the way, like in Philadelphia, the bullpen is you know far away, a mile away. <laughs> right. I mean, does that? I mean, I should have asked. You know, and we were talking about that. Does that factor in at all? I mean, I know that, you know, you're starting now, but... Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen some of our relievers come out of the bullpen and then the umpire will stop them behind second base to check them, and that's when the clock is supposed to stop. But, I mean, the inning's over. So it used to be, like, once the reliever got onto the warning track, the clock started. Mm -hmm. But now it's as soon as that third out is made, the clock starts in between innings. So some relievers, like Kenley said, he's throwing more pitches in the bullpen. Some relievers will stand there and throw a couple, and then by the time they get out, it's like a minute once they get to the mound, and then they almost feel rushed. But, you know, again, it's the pace of play. The other thing here, this has been on my mind lately. I said seeing the uh, teams are now extending beer sales into the eighth inning. Hmm. Have you seen that? No. So I've been I've been wondering about that, but I have not seen that. So let me let me just run this by and see if I'm thinking about this right. The reason we stopped it in the seventh before was to give our fans time to sober up and drive home safe, correct? Correct, yes. So now with a faster-paced game and me just being a man of common sense, if the game is going to finish quicker... Would we not move the beer sales back to the sixth inning to give our fans time to sober up and drive home? Yeah, instead, it's going the other way. Instead, we're going to the eighth, and now you're putting our fans and our family at risk driving home with people who have just drank beer 22 minutes ago. And and I and so I hadn't. Do you know what teams are doing this? I can do a quick Google of it, but. I, I was actually thinking about that. We we've talked about that because, like you said, I mean, it's all of a sudden this is gonna. This is one of the reasons why we always thought with baseball would be hesitant to do anything because of money, 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 and 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 so obviously what they're doing now is like, okay, you know what? We're gonna we know we're gonna be making less money, so we're gonna extend it to the eighth. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I I'm not surprised, Matt. But you're, at, you're not surprised either. When you mess with billionaires' dollars, they, uh, they find a way to make their dollars back. Yeah. I, and but my thing is, when you're looking at the safety of your fans, that's probably not the smartest decision to extend it into the eighth. And again, just being a common sense thinker, I think as 
a fan of the game and is just looking out for people, it would make more sense that you stop the sales in the sixth. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everyone will immediately focus on the eighth, but you bring up the other good point is that, you know, it's going to be quicker, so we got to, like, go the other way for an inning. That's, that's exactly. true, man. There's a lot of stuff, man. There's a lot of stuff. That and we talked. To, I've talked to a bunch of people in spring training about this. And Rich Hill came on, and and he thought that there was going to be changes, and there were a few changes. But we can't we can't just be so stubborn that we're not like looking at things like that or looking at common sense things and saying, "Hey, you know what? We thought we had it right, but maybe we didn't." Right. Exactly. And that, I mean, again, too. I mean, no one ever wants to admit they're wrong, which I think is a problem in itself for our society. But you know, it's again, it is what it is. We have to deal with what we're given. But just using common sense, we stopped it in the seventh for safety of fans and people getting home. Like it just—it makes no sense to me that you are going to allow it to the eighth inning. Mm. But. <laughs> No, it's it's true. Going back to the pitching side of it, what um for you, what has been when you're out there? Like one of the things, Matt, that I I have noticed, and maybe I'm wrong, is that I would love to see the success of pitchers with guys on. I've seen a lot of pitchers be able to manage the clock with nobody on, but when you got a guy on, now you're thinking about seemingly a million different things. Am yeah. I am I wrong? No, you're you're not wrong, but. I think, too, with the pitch clock, pitcher, I mean, it may look like we, we have a lot of things to worry about, but, I mean, you're, you don't see the cat and mouse game between pitcher and base runner anymore because it's on a clock. Hmm. So the, the beautiful part about baseball, to me, has always been the games inside the game. Like, I mean, you have pitchers that will I mean like like uh, like Nestor I mean he's he's a, he's a magician with timing and all that stuff and it, it, it it's it's a beautiful part of the game that now we just eliminate mm. and it's like I, I mean and then too with the holds and the base runner the cat mouse game between the base runner and the pitcher the holds the slide steps all that it's kind of going out the window and we're just we're playing Speedball, almost. Just let's go, let's go, let's well, go. Well, and also the, the 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 base runners are timing it up. I mean, this isn't complicated. It's no, and by by June and July, I mean all these analytic heavy teams are going to have. Hey, Matt Strom throws eighty five percent of his pitches out of the stretch between second three and four. So once that four goes to three, start creeping and go. Like we're gonna, we're, you're gonna see that stuff. And again, it's you put you put a starting. You put a you put a starting light or a, a whatever you gave them a, a a go a sign right. on the on the field to look at and it's 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 gonna make it's gonna make it easier to steal bases and I mean you're gonna I don't I still again back to common sense I don't understand how you want more action more runs and shorter games yeah oxymoron to me what's what's the vibe amongst the players. Um, I would say the vibe is it is what it is. We don't really like it, but we got to deal with it. Hmm. Yeah. The, um, you know, and, and that's the thing is that 
it's it's all listen i mean i get it i get like the uh, the the sense of urgency and i think most people like senses of urgency for the most part whatever but to to come back to what you said we can't be stubborn about this stuff there are some very obvious things like for instance we talked about uh i think in spring training was talking to rich about this about the first and third thing you know okay well you know pick off twice Third time, if you okay, guy goes back to first. It's a balk. You get home. You know that nope. that doesn't make any sense. Nope. <laughs> no. It doesn't. I mean, getting having a having a competitive outcome from a non-competitive action doesn't make sense. Hmm. Yeah. No, that's true. Did the did uh did the commission come through your your with your team? Uh, not, not that I've seen. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know. I know that he ran through. I know that, that, that Joe had chased him down in the parking lot with a book. Said, look at yeah, Matt Strom's chapter. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I probably uh, wouldn't be invited to that meeting. No, no, you, well, you should be. I mean, this is, <laughs> this, this is what it's all about. You know, yep. so, but, okay, so this last thing, and I appreciate your time because I know that you've been a very busy day. The, but, um. In terms of integrating yourself into a new team, and does it, as you sit here, like, you know, it's, it's all, you've been to a couple different new teams before, but what's the, what's the, and, and every team's different, every clubhouse different, a lot of times year to year, the same team, the clubhouse is different. What's that, what's that, what, how's it feel for you right now? And I'm not just saying it has to be like, oh, it's so good or oh, it's so bad, right. but what's the feel for it? No, I mean, uh, I've meshed well here with, with all these guys. Um, you know, it's I've said it said it before that I feel like we have a locker room full of dirtbags, which is exactly what I fit into. And, uh, you know, I felt the same, the same way in Boston last year with, uh, you know, it's a bunch of hard-nosed guys that have one thing on their mind, and that's winning every night. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a great group. And obviously with the success the Phillies had last year, um, it's real exciting to, uh, to see what, what, we can, what we can do this year. It's going to be good. Have you seen Brandon Marsh wear his baseballs and boring T-shirt? Oh, yeah. He's, he's been rocking it here and there. But uh, he's, he's got to cut the sleeves off it to, uh, to win wear it more because he's a big sleeveless guy oh he is okay i don't know well i mean everybody knows the t-shirts accentuate the triceps the the best of any t-shirt so oh yeah, yeah. no doubt yeah i'm good yeah all right matt hey listen you're, you're, you're awesome to be coming on always great to talk with you and uh and uh you are officially uh the best pitcher in baseball as far as i can tell right now so i appreciate it i appreciate it i hope you enjoyed listening to these i hope you enjoyed reminiscing upon these we're in for another great year in 2024. We got so much things. We got so many things cooking. We got so many different people that want to be part of the podcast. And I can't wait for another great year. Happy 2024. Happy New Year. Have a great year. Producer Evan out. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.